ladies and gentlemen, Joshua <laughs> Antonio. So unexpected, so unexpected. Well, let's keep that atmosphere alive. I like it. This is good. Uh, so in that spirit, hey, I just wanted to say to everybody, happy August Thanksgiving. Happy August Thanksgiving! Yeah! Woo! Guys, it's exciting. You guys ready? Okay, watch your eyes. Here we go. Yes, August Thanksgiving. High schoolers, you guys need some candy. Uh, yes! In the back, I got you, Sam. Fastball. That was close. That was close. Good morning, everybody. Woo! It is August Thanksgiving today. Happy August Thanksgiving. Who here likes Thanksgiving? Regular Thanksgiving? Normal Thanksgiving? Yep, a bunch of you. Good. I'm a high school pastor. I like to keep it a little interactive. Uh, what are some favorite things about Thanksgiving? Go ahead, shout them out. Food, stuffing, blah, blah, blah. What? Good. Pie. I heard pie. Family, excellent. These are good, yeah. Uh, so my list of favorite things about Thanksgiving, I really enjoy Thanksgiving. Number one has to be the fact that I get to sleep in. It's a Thursday. Typically, you go to work on Thursdays. On Thanksgiving, you don't have to go to work. It's great. Uh, and we started this tradition where we have a guy's movie night the night before, on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. All the ladies are doing their food preparations. I know, it's a good deal. It's a really good deal. And uh, the gentlemen, we go and hang out and watch movies and stuff till the late hours of the evening. It's rough. It's rough. Sorry, ladies. Sorry. That's what we do. It's not like you don't have to do this. It's what happens. It's great. Uh, so sleeping in on Thursday morning is quite, quite nice. Um, number two, football. Duh. Obvious. Uh, number three, pumpkin pie specifically. Pumpkin pie gets its own category because it's that good. Uh, number four would be the rest of Thanksgiving food. So good. And uh, number five, family definitely makes the list. Okay, stop judging. Definitely makes the list. Um, but I, what I did notice is that being thankful, not on the list. Like, even if I think about it, like, it's not on my list. And I started thinking, like, is that okay? Is there something wrong with me? Uh, what does that mean? And I even started like making some excuses for myself and just started blaming culture. Well, it's culture's fault. Social media these days and consumerism, it's, it's all that. And no, culture does not help us become more thankful people, I would, uh, I would say. Um, but does that really matter? And we have a God that's so deserving of our thanks and thankfulness. Um, so it, does, it shouldn't matter if culture is making us thankful or not. That's, that's up to us. Uh, our thankfulness, I would argue, says so much about just our inner self and who we are and how we view God. Um, we've been going through this series in the book of Psalms, and this morning we're going to be in Psalm 138, and we are going to see David's heart of just overwhelming thankfulness to God, overwhelming thankfulness. As we're going through uh, our scripture this morning, the question that we're not asking is just, man, how can I become a more generally thankful person? I would just want to be more generally thankful in life. Um, and that's not the question we're asking. Don't get me wrong. I think thankfulness is an amazing characteristic. And you're going to see, uh, hopefully this morning, uh, how important it is that we are thankful to Almighty God. Um, but it's not just how can we just be thankful people. They'll know we are Christians by our thankfulness. Um, or just learning how to say thank. I just want to say thank you more often. Um, that's not necessarily the, the reason of why we're looking through God's word this morning. 
Um, however, it is more about just evaluating our inside. Um, where is our heart? Do we have an accurate um, view? Do we have uh, an understanding and appreciation of who God really is and what he's done in our lives? And that, in turn, should produce thankful in us, thankfulness in us naturally and overflow uh, because we know what God's done for us. Um, like I said, this morning we're reading David's words, and he is so overwhelmingly, deeply, genuinely grateful to God. Um, and we're just going to kind of use Psalm 138 as a little self-evaluation for ourselves this morning um, and just really look at the condition of our heart and uh, just see how thankful we are to Almighty God. Uh, the question of the day, and we're going to kind of ask this a couple of different ways, uh, how genuinely thankful am I to Almighty God? How genuinely thankful am I to Almighty God? Uh, let's pray, and then we'll dive into the text. Father God, uh, we just are thankful. We're thankful for a chance to come and be together. Uh, Lord, we're thankful for a chance to just get into your word and see what you have for us this morning, Lord. Uh, I pray that you'd speak to each and indivi every individual heart. Um, Lord, whatever you're trying to do in us, God, uh, help us to just have eyes to see and ears to hear um, from what you want to do. Uh, get me out of the way, because I don't really have anything to say, but you do, and your word does, Lord. Uh, we just pray that you'd use this morning as a time to just encourage each other and be in your word. We love you, and we thank you. We pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. All right, so we're in Psalm 138. If you guys would flip with me there, that would be awesome. Uh, a little background on Psalm 138. I did some deep, heavy pastoral research, and I discovered that Psalm 138 is of David. Um, yeah. If you take a look right underneath Psalm 138, it, you see where I did my research. It's right in God's Word. It's great. Uh, but we do know this. We also know that David wrote this psalm a little bit later in his life. So this is kind of like a reflection, looking back on life and kind of just reflecting on his thankful heart for what God's done. Um, we all know, we all know that there is a difference between saying thank you and genuinely being thankful. Um, we all know that. There's absolutely no doubt that that's true. Go ahead here and look in verses 1 and 2. Verse 1 says this, I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and for your faithfulness. For you have exalted above all things your name and your word. Number one is how thankful am I on the inside? How thankful am I on the inside? Right there at the beginning of verse 1, you see, I give thanks, O Lord. I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole heart. There he says his whole heart, with his deepest inside of him, his entire being, everything that is within him, that's what he's giving God thanks with. Uh, notice that he does not lead with, I give you thanks, O Lord, with my whole mouth, or even with my whole mind. Um, there's no coincidence, in my opinion, uh, that the, of primary importance is the condition of our heart. That's where th true thankfulness comes from. Not from our mouth, not from our words, not from even our mind, but from deep inside our hearts. Um, like I said, there's absolutely a difference between saying thank you and being thankful. There's a big difference there. Uh, any parents in the room will attest to this, or anyone that's seen little children will absolutely attest to this. Uh, does anybody else have a love-hate relationship with teaching kids to say thank you? 
Um, don't get me wrong, I think it's great. Like, I think teaching kids to, have a, uh, to say thank you and know that they should be thankful is important. But you cannot teach a child to be grateful. You can teach them to say thank you and say the right things, um, but you cannot teach a grateful heart. Um, I don't necessarily love the phrase. I don't think there's a better way. Don't get, I'm not like solving the world's issues here, but I don't love the phrase, what do you say? Because you've all seen that kid. You've all seen that kid where mom says, what do you say? And him just in as much anger and just like poutiness as possible, like reluctantly says, thank you. Like you've seen it. Um, you've seen that kid. There's no doubt that there's a difference between saying thank you and being genuinely grateful. Uh, I would suggest that we are all just big kids. We're all just big kids. You know how I know? Are any, any others of you, other than myself, obligatory thank you sayers at restaurants to waiters and waitresses? The obligatory thank you sayers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it's nice. I think it's great to say thank you to our waiters and waitresses. It makes them feel welcomed and appreciated. And, uh, yeah, I think it's a good thing. It's a very nice thing to do. Um, however, I know there are times for me when I am not genuinely thankful to those waiters and waitresses. Like when I take uh, like one or two sips and I've got like 98% of my cup full and the waiter comes by and gives me the little drip, drip, you're full. Like I'm not genuinely thankful. Like I could care less to be honest that my cup is 100% full instead of 98% full. Um, really, really has no impact on my life. And I, sometimes I have two different like responses. Uh, either I'm indifferent to the fact that they came around and filled it, uh, or sometimes, I don't know if you've experienced this, where you're actually a little frustrated that they came by and, like, interrupted your conversation, and you, you like, stopped and let them do the trip. Thank you. Thank you. You know, thank you so much. We all, we all do that. Um, and I was thinking in regards to, like, how uh, the waiter sees that and receives it, and they probably are thankful that you say thank, thank you, um, they probably are, um, but they don't see your heart. So I was thinking about, like, the waiter doesn't see my heart and doesn't see either my indifference, genuine indifference, or the fact that I was actually a little, like, frustrated by him coming by. And I think, I think we can do the same thing with God, um, just in maybe, even, maybe in the small things, just where God does things and we say thank you because we feel like we should. Um, thank you for this. Thank you for that. Just saying thank you. But genuinely feel like, man, I could just do that, done that one on my own. Uh, didn't really need him. Um, the crazy part, which we all know this too, is that God, God sees our hearts. He sees deep down into our hearts and knows how thankful we are genuinely at our core. Um, he knows if we're thankful. Or he knows if we're indifferent. Um, he knows. So how thankful am I on the inside? And maybe a better evaluation of this inside piece will be combined when we move to the next one, which number two is, how thankful am I on the outside? Go ahead and look at the middle of verse one. It says this, before the gods, I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love and your faithfulness. So some of you might be sitting out here saying, Josh, I think, I, I think I'm actually pretty thankful and that's awesome. Um, I think I really am genuinely thankful on the inside. And then maybe as we continue in our just a little evaluation, the question would be, well, do you have consistency? Does your inward thankfulness match your outward thankfulness? Does the inside match the outside? Uh, and I would argue that inward thankfulness results in outward praise. Inward thankfulness results in outward praise 100% of the time. 
I don't think it necessarily always works the other way around. I don't think outward praise always results in inward thankfulness. However, I would argue that inward thankfulness always results in outward praise. Um, For David, this looked two different ways. Uh, If you look there in the middle of verse 1, it says, Before the gods, I sing your praise. Before the gods, I sing your praise. Uh, I did a little bit of research on the gods and kind of what that was referring to. Um, who David is declaring praise before. Uh, And the majority opinion seemed to be uh, that was referring to powerful men on earth, the kings, the rulers on earth. Um, And and I don't know, uh, that very well could be, it also could be the man-made gods that people worshipped, could be that as well. Um, However, either way, I know this. As I started reading through the Psalms a couple of months ago, it actually is a pretty nice coincidence that we were going through the Psalms. But I, as I was reading through the Psalms just by myself a couple of months ago, um, I saw a recurring theme about David's life. Uh, maybe you've seen it too if you've, been, if you've read through the Psalms. Uh, David had this like overwhelming like praise for God that just kind of flowed out regardless of who was around. Didn't matter believers, non-believers, church, wherever it was, it, it, it didn't matter David had this overwhelming praise that kind of just spilled out for God. And I saw these, these phrases popped up a number of times where David would talk about praising God, uh, either in the great throng, I was careful with that word, yeah, and among the peoples, those kind of things. Uh, like, David didn't care. He was praising God outwardly regardless of who he was around. And if I'm honest, it was, uh, it was pretty convicting in my life. And I started asking the question, well, Um, Do I do that? Do I live like that? And I started started thinking about it, and I am absolutely 100% convinced um, that there have to be times in our lives where, like David, we dance before the Lord with all of our might, regardless of who sees it. There have to be those moments in our lives where we dance before the Lord openly, um, just in worship and praise, like it just comes out, regardless of who's around. Um, there have to be those moments. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with David's story, uh, that, that's a reference to uh, David was the king of Israel, and the Ark of the Covenant was being bre- brought back to Jerusalem. It had been gone, it was captured, and they were bringing it back. And the Ark of the Covenant symbolized God's presence on earth. So it was a big deal that the Ark of the Covenant was coming back to Jerusalem. And so David was so happy uh, and just wanted to worship and celebrate. He went down to the streets uh, and just started dancing in celebration uh, before the Lord with all of his might. Um, the analogy breaks down a little bit because Daniel did so in his underwear. Um, and we are, I'm just going to say, like, clothes on all the time worshiping God. Just a good general rule um, for everyone. So we'll just keep that one in your pocket. Um, so that's where the analogy kind of breaks down. But... Uh, there has to be times where we dance before the Lord with all our might. There have to be those times. Um, and that might be a, an area of evaluation, just, man, do I dance before, like, it doesn't matter who's looking, do I dance before the Lord with all my, my might? Um, other times, uh, I feel like the Lord was kind of telling me that other times, um, showing God that I'm genuinely thankful for what he's done in my life is just being honest with my worldview, just being honest with my worldview and honest about how I feel he's moved in my life. Um, for me, it kind of looks like this. Sometimes, I don't know, sometimes you're having conversations with people um, and they ask you questions like, so uh, for me, it's like, so how'd you end up in Agora? Like, how'd you end up here? And I have a couple of different options for how I can tell the story um, and 
all of them are honest. Uh, one version is, man, it's been, yeah, it's been crazy. I moved from Chicago to LA and I worked here and I did this and I worked here and yeah, and that, that led me here to Agora. And that's a perfectly honest way of answering. Um, but if I'm truly honest with, with what I deeply believe about how God moved in my story, bringing me from there to here, my, my story sounds a whole lot different. Uh, it sounds like, yeah, God, God directly led me from L, uh, Chicago out to L.A. Uh, he opened up some crazy doors. Uh, he provided it in amazing ways. Uh, one, for those of you who don't know, a little bit of my story is I, I was working with a church plant when I first moved out here from Chicago. And the church couldn't pay me that much, but I just knew that's what I was supposed to be doing. So I was looking for other ways to make some money. And uh, one interesting way that the Lord decided to uh, provide for me during that time was I got called in for uh, jury duty services one day, and I was expecting to go in, do my one day, get the heck out of there. And uh, the Lord just had other plans. And he, uh, I got called into a room and sure enough was selected to the Ventura County Grand Jury for four months. Four months of jury duty, yeah. That was the Lord's plan. Crazy. He's a silly guy. Uh, but as I look back, at first, I'm not going to lie, like I was, I was angry. Like I was literally angry when I got selected. And the Lord kind of gave me one of those like backhands that I need every once in a while. And uh, I realized pretty shortly thereafter that that was the Lord's perfect provision for a four-month period of time. I didn't have to worry about uh, making money. It, it allowed like time in my schedule. It was just the perfect provision. Uh, and so I can tell like version A or I can tell version B. You know what I mean? Um, because that's truly what I believe. Like, if I'm being honest, like, I know that God had his hand in it. And I can either be honest with that and open, or I can just kind of glaze over. Um, but if I'm truly showing how thankful I am to the Lord, like, I include that stuff. Um, so how's your consistency? Does your inside thankfulness match up with your outside thankfulness? The second way that this looked for da- uh, how this looked for David is there in verse 2. Go ahead and take a look. It says, I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name. I think one of the most tangible heart checks for us as believers and seeing how thankful we actually are is our prayer life. Um, How much of your time in prayer to God do you spend just making requests and asking for things? A lot, right? I mean, we all have stuff going on, so that, like, that's, that's what we're bringing before the Lord. And I guess the real question then becomes is how much time do you spend in your time dialoguing with him do you make for being thankful and thanking him for the things that are going on in your life? And uh, I guarantee you all have things, we all have things to be thankful for, um, but how much time do we spend acknowledging that back to God? Um, I was convicted of this big time a couple months ago. In case you're wondering, this is going to be a recurring theme throughout the psalm, and honestly, it's the reason why I picked it. It's a, just a number of things that the Lord's kind of just been dealing in my heart over the last few months. Um, so yeah, you're going to hear that a lot. But I was convicted of this a couple months ago, and the Lord just kind of showed me that, Josh, whenever you, like, you're just coming before me and just asking, and I know you've got a lot of stuff going on, because you do, um, but you're just coming and just asking. Uh, and it's crazy the mentality shift and kind of the heart shift that the Lord gave me once I started, um, once I felt like he was telling me, just come to me and just start thanking me. Um, so when I started going and I just started thanking God for as many things as I could think of, just thanking, 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 it's crazy how he kind of shifted my heart in recognizing even the smaller things in my life um, and like being genuinely thankful to the Lord for them. 
Um, even things that I wasn't necessarily thankful for before, when I started like trying to be thankful for them in a way, like I became, like my heart started being thankful. Uh, I started going to school uh, about a year ago. Uh, I'm back in school, which is after 10 years, it's something. Um, after a 10-year break, I, I started going back to Liberty University online. I'm getting my master's degree in theological studies. Um, and to be honest with you, when I first started school, I was not just, yay, school. Like, no, uh, school is not necessarily the most exciting of things that I want to be doing with my time. Um, just this past week, I was working, uh, my big papers due actually today. Um, so I've been working on that this week too. So like not necessarily always like in the, the space of thankfulness, but it's crazy how I started uh, when I felt just convicted that I needed to start just being like coming before the Lord and acknowledging things that I'm thankful for, how he changed my heart on that. And I started realizing how thankful I genuinely was for the provision to be able to go back to school, um, for the ability to be able to do so. Uh, for the opportunity to learn so many cool things, which I, I've learned a ton in the past year. Um, it's just crazy how the Lord even just shifted my heart when I went before him and it was just like, Lord, thank you for these things and how he changed that in my heart um, was just really neat. Uh, if you look for things to be thankful for in your life and go and acknowledge those, uh, those to God, it's crazy how he changes, changes our hearts. Uh, go ahead and try that one. Um, continuing on, we're in verse 3. On the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul you increased. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth, and they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. Number three, how thankful am I for what God's done in the past? How thankful am I for what God's done in the past? If you look there at the beginning of verse three, it says this. On the day I called, you answered me. My strength of soul, you increased. All right, I have a little test for you guys here, okay? I called, you answered. You came to my rescue, and I want to be where you are. Nobody? Hillsong came to my rescue. All right, this is how I know my wife and I are meant to be together. Okay, so we were reading through Psalm 138, and I was like, I called, you answered. And then in unison, we broke out into song and sang the rest of that. It didn't sound good, but it was really cute. Uh, yeah, all right, cool. Glad we talked about that one. So last week, <laughs> last week, Pastor Scott was in Psalm 143, uh, and he titled his message, A Cry for Help. And he was talking about those moments in life where uh, we kind of just come to the end of ourselves and the end of anything else other than God being able to step in and do something. And we just need to cry for help and just ask God for help because there's nothing else we can do. Um, it's really good. You should check it out on the YouTube channel for sure. Um, but here in verse 3, this should be our response after we make that cry for help. After we cry for help, this should be our response is coming back and acknowledging God. Um, I think it's so easy to get caught up in what I'm going to call the new normal. Um, it's so easy to get caught up in the new normal, especially after it's been a while. Uh, illustration is this. The Chicago Cubs won the World Series last year, right? The Chicago Cubs won the World Series. I know, Dodger fans, it's crazy, though. It's crazy. The Cubs won the World Series. Uh, however, at this point, now that it's been, you know, 10, 11 months, like it's starting to become a little bit of 
old news, like a little bit. I'm still kind of thankful, I suppose. Um, but I remember three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 100 years ago, not me personally, but like just praying like, Lord, if they win the World Series, uh, I'll thank you forever. I'll thank you forever. Uh, not, I didn't literally, like, I don't know, I might have prayed once or twice. Um, <laughs> but then they, they like won. It's crazy. Uh, however, now... Like, what consume most, consumes most of my thought process in regards to the Cubs is, man, this year, like, it's a little bit more of a struggle. Uh, we're in a tough playoff race. Like, we've got these new existing problems, and the craziness of what God did 11 months ago has kind of just, like, sunk in as the new normal. Like, sure, they're World Series champs. It's fine. But, like, this is what I've got going on now. You know what I mean? Um, do you guys have something like that? Um, no, we have Touche. <laughs> well played. Well played. Did not see that coming. Should have. Should have. <laughs> Woo. I'm just going to take a little break and take a sip of water because I don't know how to transition out of that. So, well played. Uh, do you guys have something like that? Like, I don't know. God did something crazy. God did something crazy. I don't know what he did. If he uh, provided a new home, if he provided a new job, car, uh, relationship, I don't know. Um, But just because that has now become the new normal doesn't make it any less amazing of what God did just a few days, weeks, months ago. Uh, Doesn't make it any less amazing. The Cubs won the World Series. Like, that is unreal. It is unreal. I know you think less so than I do, but it's amazing. 108 years, guys. Uh, How thankful are you for what he's done in the past? Um, Number four, how thankful are you for what he's going to do in the future? Check this verse out. Verse four. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord, for they have heard the words of your mouth, and they shall sing of the ways of the Lord, for great is the glory of the Lord. That is the God that we serve. One day, someday, coming soon, uh, everyone on earth is going to bow before the Lord. Everyone's going to bow before the Lord in his holiness and his greatness. Uh, We're all going to bow before and know that he is God and see his glory. Um, Every king, every politician, every athlete, um, every celebrity, every hate group, everyone, uh, everyone is going to bow before the glory of the Lord. Um, and I think that's an amazingly cool thought. Like, that's an amazing thought. Um, and it's super easy to be thankful for, right? Like, that's an easy one to just be thankful for. However, if you're like me, uh, this attitude kind of uh, can start to creep in of, yeah, one, that day, that person, they're going to see. They're going to know. They're going to have to bow. That's going to be cool. Um, And I think in reality, on that day, when we are bowing before an almighty, amazing, uh, indescribable God, that the focus is going to be so much less on, man, I'm so glad that they're kneeling and bowing now because they weren't earlier, but now they are. Uh, I think it's going to be so much less focused on that and so much more focused on, wow, I am so unworthy. I am so unworthy. Um. I think that, yeah, it's a speechless, speechless thought. Um, 
I think it's easy for us to focus on the beginning of verse 4, which is all the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord. All the kings of the earth shall give you thanks, O Lord. It's easy to focus there, and don't get me wrong, I think it's cool. That's a really neat thought, uh, and we should be thankful for that. Um, however, our focus also needs to be on the end of verse 5, which it says, for great is the glory of the Lord. Um, there are a few songs that have come out uh, lately. Chad uh, and Erica did one, that a line in the Lamb song, just talking about the fact that every knee is going to bow. Um, and I, for me lately, that's just been like, that's just been getting me. The idea that just every knee is going to bow and just how great God is in that moment. Uh, and he's that great now. Uh, another scripture that, that came to mind was from Hebrews 12. It says this, Hebrews 12, 28 and 29. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Wow. Um, moving on to verse 6. It says this. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly. But the haughty he knows from afar. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out my hand against the wrath of my enemies, and your right hand delivers me. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. Number five is this. How thankful am I for his purpose for me? How thankful am I for his purpose for me? Uh, his plan for me. Verse six says this. For though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, but the haughty he knows from afar. Um, I think it's, again, I think this is an easy one to be thankful for. I, it's so easy to be thankful that God Almighty, creator, regards the lowly, us lowly human beings. God of the universe regards us lowly humans. Super easy to be thankful for, right? Um, however, he distinguishes and differentiates here between humans. Uh, he differentiates between the lowly and the haughty. Uh, question for you this morning is, is how thankful are you that God's plan for you is to be lowly? How thankful are you that God's plan for you is to be lowly? Um, now, I know that doesn't sound great. However, I know that that cannot be in regards to position, status, title, power. It can't. And the reason I know that is because David, who wrote this, was the king of Israel, king of one of the most powerful nations of the day, one of the most powerful men on earth when this was written. So it cannot refer to position, title, status of being lowly, but rather it has to be the position of your heart. Um, are you lowly? Um, maybe a good question to ask as we're just kind of doing the self-evaluation is, how do I do at elevating others versus elevating myself. Do I elevate myself or do I elevate other people? Uh, I want to bring it back to sports because that's where I kind of like to hover around as sports. Um, which athletes are the easiest to dislike and the easiest to hate? Uh, other than the Green Bay Packers, of course. Oh, sort of killed in Chicago, guys. Uh, San Francisco Giants, other than the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, there we go. Now we're talking. Other than the giants, who are the easiest athletes to hate, right? It's the arrogant ones, right? The ones that elevate themselves all the time, the easiest ones. In your life, as you're thinking through people that you like and dislike being around, who are the people that you dislike being around? Is the ones that elevate themselves all the time. Who are the ones that you like to be around? You like being around people that elevate others. Absolutely. 
Uh, and that is naturally wired into us. That is built into us um, because that's how God is too. That's how God is too. He's, for though the Lord is high, he regards the lowly, the haughty he knows from afar. Are you lowly? Verse 8. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Your steadfast love, O Lord, endures forever. Do not forsake the work of your hands. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. I think there's two key words in there. I think Lord and his, both referring to God. I think those are the two key words. Okay? So we're going we're gonna to read this a couple of times together, emphasizing the word Lord and emphasizing the word his. I think that's going to help it, like sink in a little bit that this truth is, uh, is, is the truth. Uh, so the phrase is, the Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Okay, we're going to emphasize. We're going to say it together. We're going to emphasize Lord and his. You guys ready? Here we go. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. One more time. The Lord will fulfill his purpose for me. Good job. You guys did great. Uh, it feels good, right? It feels good. It kind of takes the pressure off. Takes the pressure off. Uh, however, the question remains is, are you genuinely thankful that that is true? Are you genuinely thankful that that's true? Um, Lindsay and I are, are dealing with this too, shockingly enough. We're dealing with this too um, in our lives. Uh, we've just got a couple of requests um, that we've just been, things that we've been talking to the Lord about. Uh, and I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, where you, you kind of like make these requests, and they feel like they're just kind of like up there floating somewhere. Like, I'm sure God's heard them, but they just feel like they're just kind of floating up there. And um, yeah, just like things aren't happening in the timeline that we want them to happen, some things. And other things uh, seem like, not seem like, they are going the exact opposite way of what we've been asking for and praying for and talking to God about. Um, and it's just hard. And... Um, we kind of have like this inner wrestling match going on of deep down we absolutely trust God and know that he's good and know that he loves us and know that he's got a good plan and that his ultimate plan is more important than our plans. Like we know that. Um, deep down in our hearts we know that. But at the same time we just like have our requests and we have our ideas and our thoughts of how we want things to go and they're just, um, yeah, just not matching up. We went to Hume Lake a couple weeks ago with the high school students, and the speaker said something that has just stuck uh, with me that I just can't shake. Um, and I think, honestly, I think it's just like this time in life, and the Lord just kn knew that I needed that. And he said this thing that just has stuck with me. Uh, and he said this. He said, it takes a lot of faith to trust that God's going to work things out. It takes a lot of faith to trust that God's going to work things out. Um, he said it takes more faith to trust God regardless of how he works it out. Um, yeah, that, that just hit me like a train. Um, it takes more faith to trust God regardless of how he works it out. And uh, that's just so powerful. And I, like, that's what I want. Like, that's deeply what I want is just to just trust God regardless of how he decides to work it out. Uh, however, I think it even goes one step further, and especially as we're going through this scripture, Psalm 138 today, um, I think he calls us and God's calling us to be thankful regardless of how he decides to work it out. First um, Thessalonians chapter 5, it says this, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, 
for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Give thanks in all circumstances. This is God's will for us. Um, man, uh, that's what I want. That's what I want. I want to be thankful. Um, how, how thankful are you guys this morning? Uh, how'd you do on our little August Thanksgiving self-evaluation? Uh, are you thankful with your whole heart, with everything that you are? Uh, does your outward praise match that inward thankfulness? Do those line up? Uh, are you thankful, and, and how do you do at remembering at what God's done? Even when it becomes the new normal, how do you do at remembering what God's done? Uh, are you thankful that every knee is going to bow? Every knee is going to bow. And thankful that his plan for us is to be lowly. Um, and lastly, are you thankful regardless of how God decides to work things out? Um, like I said, this can't just be like just a mustering up, like I just want to be a, a thankful person. But just like bring that, that honesty and that realness to the Lord. Like, Lord, I want to be thankful. I, it's hard. It might even be hard right now to be thankful in the situation that I'm in, but I want to be. Um, it's amazing how he like meets us in that and like is willing to, to work with us and change our hearts and, and, and give us a thankfulness as we uh, just like draw close to him and see how great he actually is. Um, yeah, it's cool that uh, it doesn't have to just be August or November, I guess, but we can have Thanksgiving year-round. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for your word, and we thank you for uh, David and just for how thankful he was and that we get to use him as kind of a benchmark and looking inside to our hearts and our lives and how thankful we are, God. Lord, I pray that you just stretch us in this thankfulness thing. Would we just come and just give you our hearts uh, wholeheartedly, Lord, we are thankful for who you are. We are amazed at who you are and that you decide to regard us is incredible, God. Um, Lord, just receive our worship because um, we love you and we are thankful. Uh, we give you today and we pray this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen.